0: I want to look in Matthew chapter number four, and uh, I just shared this, and it just kept on my heart the rest of the week, just kept hanging around, just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back, and I appreciate that God has put this on my heart so heavily, and I want to look in Matthew four and and read here to you uh, what God had on my heart uh, Wednesday night, and uh, just a little bit way, a little different form or fashion, and uh, share with you what what God has given me this week from Matthew chapter number four. The Bible says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was an afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Give thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your scripture. Thank you for all that you've done to bless us with. I pray, Lord, that you just bless us each and every one, uh, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Lord, I pray, God, that you would fill us with your spirit. God, I pray that you would just let us get out of the way, that we could serve you, God, to reach a world that is dying and heading towards hell. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I have been studying and thinking on this and been back around. It's just continued in my mind um, in my study this week, and I'm appreciative of that because I believe this is worth being said. This is something that that God's put on my heart that I think is important to be said and important lessons to learn from God's Word. Um, I, like everyone else, and uh, we, live, we all live in the same world. We're all kind of experiencing the same thing. And we're seeing what's going on, and we see this decline. We see this issue that we see in a, morally uh, in our country. We see a social issue in our country. Uh, there, I've got issues with uh, the way certain people are handling things, and I could say this needs to be done, or that needs to be done to fix this, or we should try to uh, pick this up and try to focus on doing this the right way. And I could just for an hour, two hours, three hours, just tell you what I think about everything and how we could fix everything. And I'm sure if we sat down and I could tell you for an Hour, uh, what I think we sh- we could do, you could tell me for an hour what you think we could do, and we all should be able, even though we have our own views on it, even though we 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 think that we know what could fix these issues, we all should be able to come to agreements that the issue in our society today is the same issue that's always been. It's the same thing that come come up in the Garden of Eden. It's the same issue that that has come down the line from that day um, until our day we're living in, and it is. and we know that sin never changes. Sin is the same today as it was the day that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. It has continued and it has evolved. It does look differently a little bit. Um, In the day there's different things that the devil can use to distract people and things that he can do to get in front of people that will get them focused upon things that are not of God. But it is the same formula that's put in. It's the same idea that's put in. It's the same interest that Satan tries to pique in people's minds that causes them to fall into this sin uh, The devil knows what he needs to put in front of people It's just he uses a little bit different method for you He uses a little bit different method for me Some people he can use the most primitive of methods The most basic of methods Because he knows that he can get to them very easily Some people he has to get a little bit more intricate And do something a little bit more tricky Because he knows that they may not, may not fall as easy as some other people But sin never changes It's the same thing today as it was in days gone by We live in a world where everything is put out there on TV and everything for everybody to see, to consume, it's one of the worst things uh, for our society because you can turn the TV on and you can find out what everybody's done wrong from 9 o'clock in the morning or uh, 24-7, 365 days a year. You can see what's been done and that nobody's given the true answer in the media. The, the media I agree with is not giving the answer. The media that some people agree with is not giving the answer, but from the pulpits of our churches in our country, from this word of God, we are given an answer to why we're seeing what we're seeing, why people are being killed, why things are being burned down, why people are being beaten in the streets, and it's sin, and I want us to know today, I want us to settle in our hearts, I want to settle in my mind, I want to settle in my heart, what am I going to do to focus on fighting this temptation, fighting this sin, the things that the devil uh, throws up in me, I could be the next person to be out there doing something like what we're seeing, I could be the next person to be out shooting somebody or burning something down, I could be the next person to be knocking some little elderly person over, down. in my own rightful mind, right or my own mind right now, I would say that I would never do that. But I don't know where sin will take me, where this temptation will take me. It's one of those things that'll take you farther than you'll ever imagine. I've done things wrong that I would have never, never, ever, ever thought that I would have done. But just because of the nature and the way that temptations put in front of us, it's this slow fade from living a dedicated uh, Christian life to falling out into sin and going deeper and farther and farther into sin than you can ever imagine going to this point where you're to this point where you're in this pit and you don't know how to get out and you just live in it and you just thrive in it and you just spend your life and ride this living until you get to the point like that prodigal son like we were just like I just said a few minutes ago where you would literally uh, eat with the pigs just to just to live back in your father's house and I think that if we don't today settle in our hearts that we are going to combat sin at its heart at its root in our own lives we're not going to be able to fix anything because of Unfortunately, uh, the president can't fix it. Unfortunately, the governor can't fix it. Unfortunately, uh, the, the the commissioners can't fix it. The sheriffs can't fix it. It is in our own lives, in our own houses, in our own hearts that we have to settle that I'm going to combat sin head on from God's word and know how to do it. And that's what I wanna share with you today. The devil knows, and you see three things here in the scripture, and you probably know what I'm where I'm going or what I'm talking about, but you see three things points that, that Jesus is tempted in. You see that he's, he's tempted with the lust of the flesh, with the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Those are the three things he's tempted with. And we know that Jesus, his death upon the cross, could have, wouldn't have meant anything had he not been faced with this temptation and went through it without sinning. He couldn't have died on the cross and the, the death on Calvary had any significance without him going through this sinless. And so look at these three sins. You see first the lust of the flesh. The Bible says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Jesus was God made man. He was human flesh. And he made it a lot longer than I would have fasting. I tell you what, I think after about a, if I fasted like serious fast for a week, I'd probably be crying a little bit about it. If I, but I probably should for my own spiritual being. Um, but if I if I went without food for a week, i I'd, I'd, I'd probably be able to move some mountains in my prayer life. But Jesus, like anybody else, was hungry, and the devil saw that. He knew that there was a need in his flesh that he needed to put something in front of him to tempt him with. So that's what we see today. We see it today. You, in your flesh, you've got some kind of empty void in your life. And if you don't fill it with the Lord, you're filling it with sin. That's all there is to it. If you don't fill it with God and the things of God, you're filling it with sin. You're filling it with the world. So then look on down to verse number six. The Bible says in the sun, uh, well, verse number five, or rather, the, the Bible says, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hand their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And so Jesus, through the or Satan through the pride of life, is trying to tempt Jesus in the fact that, well, God will take care of you. The Bible says that you know the the devil uh, you won't even dash your foot against the stone because uh, the angels are there to pick you up and take care of you. He's trying to peek in the mind of Jesus this this false mindset that God will just take care of anything and everything. Like we should just throw common sense out the window. Like we should just, throw our, our own thinking, our own free will uh, out the window and just say, well, God, you know, I'll just walk, you know, in, against traffic in the interstate, uh, you know, on 26 and God will take care of me. God doesn't expect that. God God thinks that's actually ignorant. He blesses us with a life. He blesses us with a body. He wants us to protect it. But we see in this world today, um, and we'll see in just a few moments, Jesus's response to this, But we see pride of life so evident in all of these things we're seeing today. Today. it's like people just don't care people just don't value they don't they don't think that any their bodies or their minds or their lives or anything has been given to them from any other power besides themselves They put themselves in the position of God and so they are prideful in the way they live they think that they're invincible they think that nothing can touch them and when something finally does the world falls apart. And so we saw, that we looked at the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Look here in verse number eight, the Bible says, and again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And you know, this is probably one, probably what we're seeing more than anything. People think, oh, well, uh, you know, Antifa's this big power these days or Black Lives Matter's this big power these days or the communist Chinese communist. Communist Party is a big power these days. What it is is, yes, there's these labels on these things that are not of God. There's these labels on these things that are ungodly. But behind that veil, if you pull that curtain out of the way, the devil is back there and he is pulling the strings and he is guiding these groups to do these ungodly things. He is pushing uh, the, the agenda. He is pushing the buttons. He is uh, putting, putting the, 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 the compass or, or putting the track on the map out there for people to follow along to. He is the one driving this. And so the so so we see people wanting power and through these avenues they can get their little bit of power. That's what they want to do. The devil knows that people naturally want power. And so uh through these avenues that are being guiding and pulled and directed by Satan, the devil knows that this lust of the eyes, seeing that power, he knows he can get that with people because there's so many people, hey, I you know. Everybody wants a little bit of power over something. Well, I don't, but I want to call the shots for my children when they're grown. Well, I don't, but I want to call the shots from for everybody. I want to call. I want to tell you know the church how to operator. But I don't want a lot of power. You know, I just want to run this thing or run that. Everybody wants power in their own way. Everybody does. We have to combat that. We have to fight that. But with my thought that sin never changes, I want to look in Genesis 3, and you don't have to turn there with me. I'm only going to read one verse. And the Bible says, we know that this is in Genesis three. This is where uh, the the serpent, Satan he he's the most subtle uh, beast in that in the garden. He comes to uh, he comes to Eve, and he he does a few things here in verse number. Uh, well, actually, I'll read a little bit more than that. I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll read verse one through six. So you can turn there if you want to, but um, but but ch- this is very important to connect. Uh, Matthew 4 and, and Genesis 3 together. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, ye, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. What is this trend we see here with Satan? That's so, that's similar with what he does. It's exactly what he does in Matthew four to Jesus. He twists God's word. He he when he says uh, he sees he's hungry. He says if you're you know if you're the son of God, uh, make these breads, uh, make these stones into bread. Or he he goes on and he says uh, that that God gives the angels charge concerning thee. He'll protect you if you throw yourself uh, off the temple. Or if you'll just worship me, then I'll give you all the things in the world. What he's doing is he's twisting the word of God. He is uh, changing the literal uh, foundation of God's word to try to make uh make well trying to make Jesus fall into this sin, fall into this temptation. And that's what he does with Eve here in the garden. He is twisting the word of God uh, to say, well, no, he didn't really say this. He, he just kind of, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Uh, th- that'll be okay. And, and what do we see today? What do we see? Pete, everybody is enabled uh, by, by some their own understanding, what they believe. But unfortunately right now, we're seeing Christians that are trying to justify things that are happening that are not of God by twisting God's word because they're listening to the things of the devil. because the devil they've got an emptiness in their flesh and they're they're saying well you know it's okay because god god's word it it it, you know it says that but we don't have to follow it or there's some people that will blatantly just change god's word they will just straight up tell you that they don't believe that's what it says and that it contradicts itself there are pastors that believe god's word contradicts itself and so they're filling their flesh up with these things and then they're prideful in 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 things and then and they're they're lustful with their eyes and seeing something happen seeing their church grow. And so they fall into this and they change God's word. And so it goes on to say in verse number five, it says, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then, the, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave unto her husband with her and he did eat. And so we see there the, same formula from Matthew 4: the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. It says, When the woman saw the lust of the eyes, the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, or uh, it was good for food, the lust of the flesh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, that's the pride of life. She took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. A lot of people like to blame. Uh, a lot of people like to blame uh, the uh, the sin on on Eve, but Adam took very willingly partook. You don't see him protesting uh, the fact that that she was going to be taking uh, part of the fruit of that tree. And I know this is probably kindergarten. This is probably basic stuff that everybody already knows. But I believe that there are a lot of Christians that are trying to find answers for things that are going on in the world. There are a lot of Christians that are trying to explain what we're seeing in this world by what they can conjure up in their mind, and they're skipping. Over the fact that what Jesus does here in Matthew chapter number four, he has presented the same formula that's always been. He's been presented the same sin that's been established on this earth since the beginning, uh, from back to Genesis. And what does he do? And that is where I want to challenge you today. And I'll be done. This is where I want you to look at with me today and learn from this real quickly. And you probably already know it. I know you already know it. But I, I believe we need to go back to the understanding that what Jesus did is he he was standing up against the, these this twisted word of the devil with God's word. If we can't settle in our hearts that God's word is our source of truth, if we can't settle in God's word, that his word he left with us is our final authority, that it is what guides me, it is what guides you, it's what guides the world, whether or not they want to accept it. If we can't settle in our hearts that we're going to defend the, the cause of Christ with his word. Why else have his word? And so he says, when the tempter, when Satan comes to him, he said, command these stones be made bread. He says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So it's today as we uh, feel this emptiness in our flesh and we see people out there, they're empty. They don't have anything that they're looking to or, or, or the things that they're, they're filling up with. You think, you see the coronavirus get started and you see people get out of work And they start to get empty because... They don't have godly uh, relationships to lean on. They don't have church to lean on. They don't have things like you and I have to lean on. They get out of work and they get a little depressed and they get a little bit down and they hurt in, in many different ways. And here they are. They're looking at their life and they're, they're realizing that their, their bank account's draining, their bank account's falling apart, and it's hard to get anything. Well, Pete, well, I used to. You just go get it. Well, I'll go get a job busting tables at a restaurant. Restaurants aren't open. Well, I'll go get a job at a you know grocery store. Well, everybody's already went, got, got jobs at the grocery store. So you got all these people stuck at home. They don't have godly relationships. They don't. They were probably already on the cusp of not having a lot of money anyway and when people start losing money it starts to get people's attention and so they start to lose the little bit of money that they have and here they are. They're very, very empty. You see that they may have already been facing issues in their marriage. They're probably having trouble with their kids. The kids are home all the time and, and it's just this complete shift and because they don't have a god godly relationship, they don't have a godly marriage, they haven't raised their kids up in a godly way so it's not too happy when everybody's home at the same time and they begin to get empty and they begin to find ways to uh, somehow some way they spend what little bit of money they do have on drugs and, and alcohol and trying to fill up that emptiness inside on drugs and alcohol and they try to fill that emptiness inside with pornography on their uh, computers and on their phones and they get angry with their children and they're not in the right mind and they hurt their children they harm their children and they hurt their spouse and, and we just see this shift and this change in home and it roots back from the lust of the flesh there's something empty on the inside and if we don't fill it with the word of god if we don't fill it with the things of god we're not going to do any good for ourselves and we're never going to be filled up with true joy and true happiness i think it's first time i stopped talking sorry we got to understand that the like like this says it says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god there's a reason this book's here there's a reason that people still read this word. There's a reason people still look to this. is because it's true. It's living. It's the bread of life. It continues on and on and on forever and ever and ever. And we see people, what do they reference? What do they look to? They're, well, I'm going to lean on TV. Well, I get depressed because TV's sad. Well, I'm going to lean on movies. Well, I get depressed because movies are sad. I'm going to read my books that are not uh, godly books. And I love uh, all kinds of different kinds of books. But I tell you what, if that's the only thing you're putting in here, you're not going to get anything out of it that's any, any kind of benefit. But they're not understanding that man doesn't live by bread alone. What we're filling up with doesn't truly benefit us in a spiritual manner. And those people who were not spiritual before, they're realizing that there's something inside missing and their spirit is before them like never before. And they realize they don't have that relationship they need and they don't know how to fill it up. So they fill it up with things that are not of God. And Christians today, if we don't settle in our hearts that you know what, when the devil comes by, because there's days in this past you know three, four, five months that I've been empty. There's days that I have need to be filled up with something. There's days that I know there's a void inside. But I've got to say to the devil when he comes along, and he says, hey, you've got the power to do this. God's given you the free will to do that. Look what you could do. Look what you could fill up with. And he begins to bring the things up from the days gone by, the sin I used to do, the things that I used to do wrong. And he brings those back by very subtly in front of me. And they begin to look good again. And they begin to look like they'll fill me up again. I have to remember that it is not the things I fill up on this side that, that make me anything. It's not the things that I fill up with on this side that get me through today and tomorrow. But it is things that I fill up of a spiritual nature through God's word that will take me into tomorrow, joyful and happy as a Christian. The lust of the flesh, it's the same thing. It's the same issue that what we see along, you know, Good. Eve looking at the, that, that tree and just because it was forbidden to her, she had access to so much more, such beauty. But yet the one thing she couldn't touch, the one thing she couldn't have, that's what she wanted to fill herself up with. It's so no wonder we're in this mess. No wonder we need God so much. Is that we're given, blessed with so much, but the one thing we can't have. This old flesh just continues to continues, continues to ask for it. The Bible goes on and it says, "Then the devil taketh him up in the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple." And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I've got to stop here for just a few minutes because there are a million cases I can show you right now of people tempting the Lord. I'm telling you, if you don't value your life enough to that you don't just try to live peacefully, live happy, not bother people, that's the thing with me. I, I won't bother anybody if they don't bother me. I'll smile at them and I'll say hello and I'll go along. And you can't hardly get anybody to do that anyway nowadays. But people just they they don't value life they don't care about life they don't care about your life they don't care about your peace, your freedom they don't care about their own because they're they're willing to lay that in your hands or lay that in the hands of somebody else uh, to take their life when when they they make these crazy uh ch- choices and get into themselves in these bad circumstances and we were walking into to Home Depot yesterday evening and I hadn't yet put my mask on because uh, and and i I want i I don't I'm not even going to get into the, the mask thing, but I was going to put my mask on, and uh, I'm just going to leave that laying. Uh, I was going to put my mask on, and as I was going in there, I'm not going to put that thing on until I get in the door. I'll wear it when we get in there because with Shelby's condition, uh, she's got a good condition, but I wanted her to wear a mask, and I'm not going to ask her to wear one if I ain't willing to wear one. And so I hadn't got my mask on, and some dude comes flying by in this van, and he is screaming to the top of his lungs out the window, Put your mask on. And I'm like, man, you you really, like, with all that's going on in this world, with as crazy as people are acting, you're going to do that. Like, these days, that'll get you shot. Like, that'll get you, your house burned down. That You are literally laying your life in someone else's hands by saying anything to anybody right now. Everybody is so close to just losing their mind that I, if you go out in public, just just keep your mouth shut. Say hey, nod and go along. Don't act like that. Now I wasn't gonna start guns blazing on that guy, but I'm not crazy. Uh, well, I am a little bit, but not completely crazy. And I'm just, I just don't understand this. Like you're being shamed because you didn't put, I didn't hadn't put a mask on. I'm 150 feet away from somebody that's not related to me, and now, and I'm safe. They're safe. My family's safe. And I had a mask in my hand, but people are getting emboldened, and they're getting enabled, and they are feeling uh, they're feeling like they are just have more power. And we'll get into that in just a minute. They're just feeling like they are just a one. They can say whatever they want to anybody. They can do whatever they want to anybody. And just because you have the freedom to do something doesn't mean you should. Just because you have the freedom of speech doesn't mean you should. Uh, act ignorant and say something ignorant to somebody. There's certain things you just keep your mouth shut about. Just because you've got freedom to do something doesn't mean you should. And so you get this pride of life in people, and they don't value anything. They don't value your life. They don't value their life. They don't care about anything. They don't care about peace and freedom and happiness like you and I do. And so they're willing to tempt the Lord. And that's the thing. I, I've seen people do things, and I. I've seen pastors do things, and I've told Shelby, I've said, if I did that, I feel like God would strike me dead for doing that. I feel like I would walk out my front porch and get struck by lightning, and it'd be a bright, sunshiny day. I think that there are certain consequences that I know that I'm crossing a line, and I'm saying, Lord, I don't care about this life you've blessed me with. I don't care about what you've given me, that I'm crossing a line where if he takes me out of here, rightfully so, I believe there are people that have died because of their Stubbornness. There are people that have died because of their ignorance. There are people that are, have died because they didn't care one bit about other people and about or, or about themselves, and they've lived their life just so uh ha- happy-go-lucky. Just do whatever I want to do, and thank there so much, and they die because of their choices. God just takes them out of here, and you say, "Well, I don't know about that." I tell you what, God. They stood before a thrice holy God. They had to. They had to. Uh, con- you know, confess their sins before God, and. And I, I might not see it. You might not see why he did it, but he knows why he did it. And we got to be careful about this pride of life, that we're not tempting God in the way we walk. And I believe it goes down. We know better as Christians. And we see Christians walking out there today and doing things and living life just reckless, not caring about what they're doing, not caring about how they're acting, not trying to, to further the, the ways of the Lord. And when God strikes them dead and takes them out of here, it is rightfully so. we got to be careful that this pride of life, that we fight that we understand that God's word says not to tempt the Lord. That God, My dad instilled that in me growing up. Don't tempt the Lord. Don't do it because there are powers that be. Regardless of with if people in Chaz or Chopper or Boz or whatever it is will disagree with the fact that there are powers out there that, that are in place. There are powers greater than the United States. There are powers greater uh, than, than all these countries put together and that power is the Lord God Almighty and he created you. He created me and if he wants to take me out of if he wants to kill me because I tempt him and I act like I don't care about what he's blessed me with rightfully so with pride of life we've got to realize that God has blessed us with so much and we need to value what he's blessed us with don't tempt the Lord it goes on and I'm I'm done I'm I'm more out I'm I'm done verse number eight says Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee. This is the most ignorant statement in the entire word of God. The devil is trying to give the Lord Jesus the world. Isn't that that insane? He's trying to give the Lord, the creator of the earth, the world. He says, if thou wilt fall down and worship me, Now you and I know from this word that if we worship the devil, we ain't going to get squat. We know that. But there are a lot of people out there walking and living that don't know that. They don't understand. And the devil is promising them and through many different forms and different fashions, through social justice, through racial equality, through whatever you want to call it, through whatever you want to name it, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, whatever it may be, the devil is promising people power through all these facets, through all these powers. Well, if America keeps standing, if we keep flying that flag, we're gonna have power. That's not what it's ever been about. We've only had power because God has given us power, because people in this country have loved the Lord. People in this country have followed the Lord. I tell you what, that flag's not worth uh, the 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 cloth that, that it's that's sewn in. If we don't follow the Lord, I love America. I love our country. I love our flag. I would never openly disrespect it. I think that it's more of a principle than it is just uh, just borders or boundaries. But the thing is, is that if we don't turn towards the Lord, we are, we're not doing ourselves any good. It's not going to be worth anything. The it, this this country could be under a different name. We could speak be speaking a different language, flying another flag if we don't put God first. We want power. And there's a lot of these people, once they get it, I wonder what in the world they're going to do with it. It's scary. What does the Lord say back to him, though? It says, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. My allegiance doesn't fall to a political party. It doesn't fall to some group that I'm a part of or some affiliation I have on the weekends. It doesn't fall uh, to, to anything aside from the Lord Jesus and God, the creator of me, the creator of you, and the creator of this earth. Satan has no authority to give anything away, but he does it every day, and people take it by the groves and by the mounds because the only thing that the only power they're going to have, the only possessions they're ever going to have is going to be on this earth. There's nothing eternal. If you don't believe and understand that God, the creator, he's the one we worship. He's the one we give honor to. He's the one we give glory to. And that's where we're turning away at this moment because there is a silent majority. I believe there's a lot more people out there like us. And, uh, we just don't get out, get out there on, uh, the, the mainstream news, all of them, uh, we don't get out there on Fox or CNN or MSNBC. We don't get out there and get, get seen. I think there's a lot of people, and I believe we as Christian people that are praying for this country, we're the glue that's been holding it together since it started. And I believe if we can continue in peace and happiness, things are not gonna look the same. Things are, are still gonna look difficult. And we know that there's people that are gonna get power, there's gonna get positions, and they're gonna get blown up in the things that they think and the things that they, they believe and the things they're trying to push. But like that, those, those religious people on the street corner saying their prayers, that's the only thing they're going to have. That's the end of their line. When this is all said and done, we may live a hard life. We may live a different life than what we've seen in days gone by. We may not have peace and happiness like we think we should, but when we die as Christian, as spiritual beings that believe in the Lord, that are saved by grace, we get to go to a heaven that for eternity, we don't have to worry about another war. We don't have to worry about anything else burning down. We don't have to worry about anybody else being shot. So we don't even have to worry about anything of these things we're seeing today because they're all earthly. They're not eternal. When we're gone and we're out of here, we're done. We are for eterni- eternally with the Lord. We are eternal beings and we are done with the things of this world. We are done with sin and it's all going to be wrapped up and it's all going to be thrown into the lake of fire and it's all going to burn up for eternity. And all the people that have stood against us, all the people that have stood against the Lord, he will get vengeance and they will suffer and they will burn for eternity for the choices they've made standing against the Lord, standing and against God's people. We have victory like we, we, we can't even imagine. We've got to know and understand and know that this word says, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt thou serve. Right. No man can serve two masters. Right. He'll either love one and hate the other. You can't be dedicated to two things. Sin doesn't change. Right. If we know it doesn't change, why in the world? Do we have such a problem fighting it? It's the same thing. The devil puts the same mess in front of people. He's just, through technology, been enabled to do it so much easier, unfortunately. I think the best thing for this country would be for every bit of technology, Facebook. and I, I, I'm guilty. I, I'm on Facebook. But everything we've got electronic just to be gone for just, just let, let it be gone for a day and see <laughs> Let it go on, be gone for an hour and see what people do, how they react to those things. I was working on the podcast uh, the other night, and my new endeavor, uh, the our the Liberty Bell podcast, I hadn't really talked about that, but uh, my a friend of mine are working on doing that and talking about things we see going on and, and how it applies to the Bible and pray for that. Working on that podcast, working on the Bible podcast, and updating everything, and our our internet went out, just completely went out while I was working on that. And you know, under most circumstances, I'm okay. I'll just get a book and read my book. That's what I like to do anyway. But I was doing something that was benefiting me at that point in time, and I was like, what in the world's going on? What's happening? Why? You know, and I was like, I was frustrated because technology was just gone so fast. So I'm not saying that I wouldn't, Shelby's over here saying amen. Um, I'm not saying that I, it wouldn't affect me because I'm, I'm used to having technology. I'm used to having luxury. But I tell you what, if we break some of this mess down, get some of this mess out of the way, it gets a little easier to fight the devil because it is constantly, you're getting bad news in front of you. You're getting ads to stuff you shouldn't be looking at in front of you. You're getting phone calls about things people want you to buy. And people just get there constantly something in front of us. And it, we don't have to rely on anyone else anymore. Communities don't rely on other people anymore. Churches don't hardly rely on other church people anymore. No wonder people hate one another. No wonder people have no problem killing one another. I mean, people don't rely on one another. And people think that they get power and that it's theirs and they just relish in that and they just live in that. And if all this was taken away, all the technology have, we have, the freedoms we have, that's what's scary is what's – I think that our country, as it stands, it, it, it's a bridge, it's a border between one world government and free and democracy. If we're not careful, one world government's going to come over to the side of democracy and just take it over. And I, I know you don't find us in the Bible, but – I mean, not really clearly, but i tell you what, I think that there are godly people here. We're the nation of the Gentiles that wanted to worship, that wanted to, to, to pray, that wanted to preach, that wanted to serve God. Serve God alone. We understood that we had, I mean, our 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 founding president, he was given all the power in the world and then gave it back to the people. Why would you not love something like that? And when we get up, we get to doing good like we've been done, been doing for so long, we begin to get go down. We begin to see the de- decline. We have to start leaning on, leaning on one another a little more. And I'll tell you what, it could be a good thing. It could be a benefit. God may be using all this to draw his people closer together. And I, I'll tell you what, I've been pessimistic and I don't know what other istics negative, negative, About things, but I looked back at this message as I was studying to preach Wednesday night. I was looking at this message, and I it went changed changed a lot, and then it's changed a lot just in the past couple days. And understanding that we need to rely on one another more, count on one another more, focus on one another more, think about one another more, and I think about, especially probably my grandparents, calling me about things and worrying about stuff, and I'm thinking, why are they worrying about this stuff? And realizing that they're not so caught up in so many things that I am. They have time to worry about things, and I don't want to be worrying about me, but they love me, and they want to see the best things happen. People with power granted by Satan don't care about other people. They don't care about what you have, what you love, what you're facing, what you're dealing with. And it looks good up front, and it won't be too long. People will be tired of that. Lost people will be sick. They'll be tired. They'll be devastated. Look at what we see in some of these other, look at China. Look what's going on in China. I'm Watch out for the sniper for saying that, but look what's happening in China, communist China. They are using our flag, our nation, to protest in the streets because they want what we have, the freedom that we have. Their power is granted by Satan, communist power it doesn't work, and the people are sick of it. People are getting, they'll get even closer to where they need Christian examples that respond to adversity with God's word. Because they're going to be tired of the way This system that people want to establish They'll be sick of it before too long We've got to use God's word As an example As a platform And as a double edged sword That's what I said the other night It's a two edged sword It's got a sword on the front of the Bible here To remind me That that's what it is It's a weapon to be used Against the devil I appreciate you It's been good to be here this morning. Sin never changes, stays the same. We just have to, there's different means of fighting it. It comes in different forms. If we can identify it, if we can lean on God's word from it, that's what Jesus did. And the Bible says there at the end of that, after he he says, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the Bible says, verse 11, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. It became a spiritual service after he defended against Satan with God's word. Appreciate your time. Does anyone have anything?